0: Justin. I'm Allison and this is episode 106 of Robots on Typewriters.
1: <laughs> Being in this like 1010 small number territory every single time just makes me want to be like that's a pretty high fever. I feel like next week I'll get over <laughs> We're that. We're getting to <laughs> the point
0: that it's like way too high of a fever.
1: <laughs> it's really really high. So I feel like next week I'll be I'll be over that. I'll get it out of my system. Yeah, really now it's fever. like a
0: normal radio station number.
1: Ooh, yeah, that's good territory. One oh wait, is it 107?
0: 106?
1: Yeah. 106.1. 1. Yes. Yeah.
0: Co- that's okay. a pretty high fever.
1: That's pretty that's a pretty high fever, yeah. Anyway, what are we doing here? What is this? I'm glad I asked. Oh, I thought maybe you would try to cut me off. You didn't. No,
0: I'm glad um, you asked yourself, and I'm glad that you're glad.
1: Thank you. Um, this is a podcast uh, called Robots on Typewriters, where we talk about computational creativity. We talk about the fun, interesting, entertaining, creative, artistic things that people make using computers, AI, procedural generation. That's Ooh. it. <laughs> neural networks, stuff no like that. neural networks. Um, no neural networks? They're done? Canceled?
0: Can- neural networks have been canceled.
1: <laughs> oh my God. What are we going to do?
0: <laughs> neural networks were part of the Confederacy.
1: Oh shit. Are you serious?
0: Nah. That's what they
1: don't teach you in school because it's not true. Anyway, uh, uh, yes. Yeah, so we have two segments on this show. One of them is called The Zesty Hat. Both of them were named by a random word generator from where? Randomwists.com? From randomlist.com. And um, a random word uh, generator
0: is, from randomwist.com.
1: <laughs> Very bad. Um, our zesty hat is where one of us talks about something cool that we would like to share with you and each other. And then uh, our trashy toy is a game that we play using some of the tools that we talk about uh, all the time. And. It is my turn to put on that zesty hat, and we're we're taking a, a dip on back to Allison's Twitter bot corner. I feel like we haven't been here in a while. Yeah, I don't know when classic. the last time was. Yeah,
0: it's like a um, fundamental part of the show.
1: Yeah, um, and uh, we're we're taking a taking a leap back to the corner because I recently found a Twitter bot that um I really like because it was one that I kind of intended to make at some point, and I didn't, and this person did it first, and. Good on them because it's a great bot. Um, this bot in particular is a bot who it's called Dreaming Bot at bot underscore who underscore dreams, and um, basically what it does is every tweet is um, well, first of all it is powered by uh, GPT two, and it is it's just descriptions of you know dreams that a uh, you know theoretical person might have had, and I really like that because. I love dreams and I love telling people my dreams and I love having people tell me their dreams, um, which I am sure I've said before on this podcast for some reason. Um, some of the most recent ones, just for an example.
0: I had a dream I was going to open a bank and it's a fucking nightmare.
1: <laughs> that sounds about right. Um I had a dream that I was on a boat and with a bunch of mermaids and they were chasing me and I had to stop them by punching them. That's such a, like a That's a, such a classic dream kind of situation. Yeah. I had a dream about Andrew Dice Clay that ended up ended up waking me up. Bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like that. The punch up.
1: I had a dream I was a chicken and I was crying in my dream and my mom said I was a chicken. Oh. <laughs> I really like it because it also like it employs the kind of like uh run-on sentence that you often tell a dream with. It's like, and I and I did this, and then I did this, and then I did that.
0: This one sounds like it was fed a bunch of our transcripts.
1: Oh, please share.
0: I had a dream that my mom, so we talk about moms a lot. We I had a dream that my mom was sleeping with another guy, and sometime later she found out she had a baby boy and was pissed. Oh
1: <laughs> That is just thats that has got I like would two of too. our
0: tropes right there in it.
1: I had a dream where my dad was actually my father and my mommy was my grandma.
0: <laughs> it's kind of cute. It is. I had a dream uh, I was Trump's chief of staff and I woke up disappointed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I just like, I, um, this is a good time to have this discussion. Do you personally, Justin, do you like hate being told people's dreams? My no, I'm a- a- I'm mind. asking for a friend. I'm asking for I, your friend me. I
0: know it It might seem like I do, because you will frequently (laughs) send me a lengthy detailed description of a dream. I just often, I enjoy reading it and I don't know what to say after besides- Okay, that's
1: fine. Good dream. I just know because it is such a- Good for you. (laughs) I know that it is such a thing that like so many people are like, never fucking tell me your dreams. Dreams are so stupid. Nobody wants to hear your dream, but I- No, that's how I feel about space,
0: but not about dreams. (laughs)
1: Don't tell me your space, dude. I had a dream that my mom left me behind to raise my mom. Wow. Well, There's a lot of moms in this. I like that. I had a dream I had a crush on the president.
0: I had Well, if you wrote, relatedly, I had a dream last night that Prince Charming was in the White House. I had a dream uh-huh. where he was looking down at me and said, I love you. Don't worry, baby. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs>
1: I had a dream I was kind of excited. I was kind of excited about my new job. I went to my boss and said and he said, "Congratulations. You just did a promotion for the promotion." And I said, "Why?" And he said, "Because you struggle with depression."
0: <laughs> That's like an anti-joke or something.
1: <laughs> I like the long like the really long ones. There's some really short ones and really long ones. But yeah. Um this is dreaming bot. Um it's great if you like uh, if you like dreams like me. Um, yeah, I
0: want to uh, before we move on from dreaming. But I want to start making a fixture of this show uh, to hawk our own kui paper. Uh, oh. which level of automation is oh. that? I would say that's uh, by our descriptions of levels of automation. I would call that level four high automation.
1: I, was, I felt like I was just taking a test because I was thinking level four, and I think I was correct. <laughs>
0: nailed it. Yeah, so my uh my reasoning for that is our description of level 4 says that language generation is autonomous and language selection is autonomous. So right. these tweets were written by GPT-2. I am assuming based on the posting schedule being a rigid one tweet every 4 hours that the this is, you know, automatic. Automated, There's no yeah. human saying this tweet gets in, this tweet doesn't get in
1: it so it could we it could be that um the the user could be curating good tweets yeah. and then and then scheduling them but also yeah if they're it's not that all then winners, I would say so conditional like- <laughs>
0: automation level 3 yeah. uh but yeah i would say one way or another this is a, a higher than normal level of automation For tw- um, yeah. i think yeah. we talked about twitter bots in the papers being like Normally it's like partial automation that a lot of the, all of the language was written by a human and it's kind of just mad lib together that's like right, a tracery twitter tracery, bot yeah but yeah a GPT2 twitter bot can go one step further and yeah. kind of make these new sentences that a human may not have thought to make
1: <laughs> yeah uh yeah so this uh, twitter bot was created by um at wonder tuna on twitter that's w-u-n-d-e-r-t-u-n-a um and uh i found when i went to their uh twitter <laughs> that's what you call it um that they make uh, quite a few twitter bots so um another one that i really like that um i one, i don't think we've talked about it maybe like we've seen it but um at Galaxy Brain Bot is really good um, and a little bit more uh, popular. It's got um, a little over eight hundred followers, so it seems to have been making its rounds a little bit more. Um, and it just generates um, Galaxy Brain memes, also generated by GPT two, and it says human curated um, tweets every two hours. Um, Looks like it I does really a like few
0: different meme templates.
1: The oh, it does, yeah. Oh, it does. The um, the pinned tweet. Is very good. Um, it it is in fact the galaxy brain meme, but the three um, things that it says is just everyone is gay, everyone is gay, everyone is gay. <laughs> they're <laughs> they're, it's kind of hard to explain uh, to to verbally uh, talk about a galaxy brain meme because um, like in this one is like this brain, and this one is the other brain.
0: Here's the from normal brain up to galaxy brain. Bronze Age, Golden Age, Silver Age, and then the galaxy brain, Air Age.
1: I like this one. It goes from eating strawberries to eating plums to eating raspberries to eating pistachio.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. I, I agree with that in Galaxy Brain format that it mostly got better until the end got ridiculous.
1: Oh, this one is fucking wild. This one's a really long galaxy brain meme. I don't even know what you call it when it's like there's like ten steps. Like what is that tenth galaxy brain image that's like Yeah,
0: I know the one you mean.
1: Yeah. Um it's so got it like goes
0: the Nirvana brain kind of yeah, thing happening.
1: Yeah. So it goes, the cat is dead? The cat is alive. The cat is something else. The cat is me. The cat is still alive and kicking. The cat is presently sleeping. The cat is in your bed. The cat is floating in front of your eyes. The cat is moving in front of your face. The cat is eating your head. The cat is in your head.
0: Oh, shit. That's like Schrodinger's cat and like philosophical <laughs> schools over the years.
1: Uh, it's very good. Um, but yeah, so uh, if you wanted to check out uh, Wonder Tuna and their good Twitter bots, they have a couple of other ones. Um, but I, I saw on their uh, Twitter feed that something that they are working on um, is an acrostic bot, which looks like great fun. So I am eager for that to be a thing and to, to follow along with that. Um, they posted some examples on um, on Twitter. Um and these are also written by gpt2 actually i'll 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 read the the they tweeted one because the they tweeted a couple that are like paired with an image um but then they just like tweeted the text of one and noted that it was written by gpt2 and it is an acrostic for the word acrostic it goes a human connection a nurturing presence contemplating your every wish raucous and free spirited experiencing anything obliging and trusting you and i suffering together sharing Tears touching every heart. I am here with you, crying and aching.
0: Wow. That's that's <laughs> a deep acrostic.
1: Yeah. So um, I'm definitely excited for that acrostic bot. But yeah, th- those are some of the Twitter bots by at WonderTuna on Twitter. Give them a follow and the bots also a
0: follow. Yeah. Very good bots. Very good uh, bot making account. Mm-hmm. Go yeah. check it out that is
1: that's my twitter bot corner and my hat all in one wrapped up and done
0: i also should say like programming note we know gpt3 is out oh yeah we, we just have a backlog i'll talk about it soon yeah um and it's not like it's not like accessible to like us yet right. so there's no point introducing it and then being like you know, soon we hope to thing. use it. Yeah, so we'll we'll get to it.
1: All right, that is, yeah, that was my hat. It's done.
0: Thanks for the hat.
1: Good hat.
0: Always like a return to Twitter bot corner. Yeah, there's always more Twitter bots out there to learn from. They need a home. They need a home. <laughs> so from level four automation, we're gonna kick it down a notch. Uh, we're gonna sit firmly in level three conditional automation. Humans and robots writing things together, working together as one. Me, you, and GPT two <laughs> are gonna write some listicles today.
1: Oh, uh, fun! Uh,
0: Long a favorite website of mine. I don't know. Are you how? Are you familiar with Thrillist?
1: Um, like. No. <laughs> Probably now and then
0: like yeah. seeing a listicle. Of like them. no and it exists, I guess. I for yeah. some reason have long just adored this site because for any kind of like casual food ranking banter topic, they have a listicle on it. Like every <laughs> item at McDonald's ranked or <laughs> every topping for a sandwich ranked or oh, things that like is, that. Yeah.
1: That is very um, in your wheelhouse.
0: Yeah, it's it's just my wheelhouse. Um, so I thought, in the spirit of the thrillist listicle or the BuzzFeed uh, listicle about food, we could just do simple listicles today. Um, Sounds like a plan. I I think we often get carried away either. Making GPT 2 do all of the heavy lifting or doing a ton of the creative stuff ourselves and just, you know, rolling some dice in the background. All right, I wanted a toy this week where we're working together. So I have a couple of topics okay. for food listicles and we're just going to take turns. Um, we'll start off maybe me, then you, then Write with Transformer. Uh, write with Transformer is a tool on huggingface.co that lets you co-write things with GPT-2. You can write as much or as little as you want and then press a key to make GPT-2 start generating text. GPT-2, of course, and GPT-3, large language models by OpenAI, um, trained on like all the text on the internet and capable of generating pretty human-like text. So for the first listicle, I think we'll go back and forth being like the writer or like the one that, yeah, the, the person okay. who's writing everything down because the writer has the role of controlling what GPT-2 is going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the first listicle, I'll be the writer. I'll go first and then you and then GPT. And yeah, we're going to do top 10 breakfast cereals. Okay. And like for I'm this game, have... I'm going to say... Um, When it's a human's turn, you name your item and then write one sentence describing what you like or dislike about that item. (laughs) Okay. I feel like I'm going to have some opinions. That way, there's like a format and like some text for GPT to go on when it's its turn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And hopefully, it will write similar things and we can kind of debate each other and GPT 2's food choices. Sounds great. So I'm going to say number 10 frosted mini wheats. Okay. And for my sentence I'll say a solid That's it. A solid compromise <laughs> between healthy cereal and sugary cereal. That's true. It's tough to pick one. All right. What do you got for the number 9 best cereal?
1: Something came to my mind like the second I had to think of a cereal and I feel like it's just wrong, but number nine, Crispix. Crispix,
0: I'm not a fan. How do you spell it? Is it just crisp and then the letter X, all one word? No,
1: it's it's, it's not an app. It's like...
0: Uh, Crisp-I-X.
1: Crispix, Yeah, I didn't know if it was an E or an I, I was checking. Crispix are... Like checks, but a little bit more exciting. There's a little bit more going on. Nice shape, nice variety of texture. All styrofoam.
0: Nice shape, nice variety of texture.
1: Because there's like one side is one kind of thing, and the other is the other. Oh, it's like oh, it's so good.
0: Um. Yeah. I. I see it from like a if you lo-
1: from my perspective.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. I. I. Like each half of it fine, but normally I would just prefer having one or the other. Like I'd just rather mm. have a checks.
1: That's boring. Um
0: yeah, that's Where's fine. I see it as like in the fitting the theme of number 10. Like a compromise cereal is a good yeah. cereal. Alright. Uh GPT 2 says number eight, golden grams.
1: Okay. Solid. <laughs> a solid.
0: And it says. Number eight, Golden Grams. The most affordable option that is also delicious.
1: Okay. I've I it's known that you
0: get chocolatey or fruity cereals, you have to pay out the nose for them. That <laughs> right. A honey flavored cereal like Golden Grams allows you <laughs> right. to have a tasty breakfast cereal, but on a budget.
1: Yeah, I have to say that's a really good shout. Like golden grams are I I have never not liked a golden gram.
0: Yeah, I I wouldn't normally buy a box of golden right. grams for myself. But if someone had, like, if I was staying at someone's house and they said, like, uh, "There's some cereal up there," and they had golden grams, I'd be like, "Oh hell yeah, this is an yeah. excellent option."
1: Yeah, they're really good.
0: What's the? Uh, uh, I think I know how to phrase this. Number seven, special K. Red berries.
1: Ooh, give me some styrofoam fruit. Yes.
0: <laughs> I I agree with that. Um, <laughs> a cereal that makes you feel like you're being healthy when really- <laughs> Makes you feel like you're, you're being
1: held hostage.
0: You're just in it for the freeze-dried- Strawberries. For
1: the free styrofoam, is what I would say.
0: <laughs> yeah, buy a box of cereal, get all kinds of free styrofoam.
1: <laughs> um, oh, I just had an idea that it is for no one but me, but like Oops, a all cereal. Styrofoam? Yeah, well, yeah, but like it's like little ice cream. It's like Cookie Crisp, but little ice cream cones. Oh
0: my uh, God. pony Coney Crisp.
1: <gasps> oh, that sounds like the best thing I could imagine. I'm quitting everything to put it all in for Coney Crisp.
0: Got the next million dollar idea. Yeah. Hey, Allison, it's your cousin General Mills. I got that new <laughs> taste Mills. you've been looking for.
1: <laughs> Nothing. Um okay. All right, let me num- with number six. Number six. Okay. I have not been thinking. I just got very distracted by an image on my still. Up uh Crispix uh, Google image search Don't and it is say my
0: still up Christmas tree. <laughs> no.
1: It is just a picture of a bowl and it looks like it's nothing but crispix and Cheez-Its <laughs> As mm. if that's a snack mix. <laughs> it's like from the Kellogg's website. What the fuck? I mean, fuck, it's not
0: guys? unlike a Chex mix, right? No,
1: but it's just like anything. Like add so- one other thing, maybe. Um
0: I see that picture now uh, <laughs> gross I uh, do have to say looking at crispix is reminding me that I used to have this pretty much every time I stayed at my grandparents house um, is that
1: a good thing or a bad thing
0: it's a it's transcendent cereal if you add a banana
1: mm okay
0: you're not a big banana in the cereal guy huh
1: I'm not I'm not yep
0: no yeah banana is like the perfect way to get like Some sweetness in there, and to like better appreciate the the styrofoam texture. (laughs) Okay. For a non believer like me.
1: Yeah. Um. Um. I. I. My next cereal that's coming to mind, I feel like should be higher up, but maybe not. Um. I kind of want to say Cheerios because I feel like they're like a quintessential cereal, but they're they're not as great as they're like. They don't deserve like number one or anything.
0: Yeah, all right. I said number six Cheerios, a quintessential cereal, but they don't deserve number one or anything. Middle of the list. <laughs> um I disagree with that. I think they're like yeah. just not that good. Oh, I okay. Think it's like this is like it's the the play-doh of cereal or something, or like what the, like if it if someone said what's your favorite book? and you said like a a plain blank piece of paper. You're like, what? That's not really fitting the theme of the question. Like Cheerios <laughs> is so bland as to not even like exist. It's the basis from which all other cereals Have you come. ever
1: eaten them like dry by the handful?
0: <laughs> well yeah, I have done that.
1: They're really good like that. Your silence speaks volumes.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Number five. Oh, I I'm intrigued. All right, number 5, peanut butter and jelly. It's sweet, <laughs> creamy and a good source of protein, but the lack of fiber makes it a little bit like a sugar bomb.
1: Okay, honestly, not incorrect about peanut butter and jelly sandwiches.
0: Yeah, um, I'm I'm intrigued or I'm horrified, but like grimly intrigued at the idea of a peanut butter and jelly breakfast cereal.
1: I'm looking, yeah, I was looking to see if there was anything. Of course there is. Well, it's I mean,
0: there well, was it's g- just a sandwich and a bowl of milk
1: <laughs> with Cheez-Its in it. No, it's um, it's uh, there was a Kellogg's and Jiff collaboration. It's PB and J strawberry. It's just like I believe it looks it's like GIF. <laughs> Motherfucker, it's like <laughs> peanut butter cereal with then like um, red little like and Crunch berries, but like okay. in it. That kinda of, like I that kind of sounds good, I um, was
0: hoping you would say this would be like a dream cereal. this would be like why? number one with a spoon for me, really a peanut butter Captain Crunch with Ooh. like um what is it like the is it like fruit mini wheats or something where it's like, oh. I think it's is that what I'm thinking of? Is that a thing? I don't know. there's like apricot and there's like berry. I need to look Ooh, this but up. also apricot uh, wheats, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, it might be a thing over on this continent rather than that one because all of them are like ah. Tescos and Morrisons. Now that I'm looking, ah, oh, there's a Walmart one. There's a that's not oh, the same. There's a Kellogg's I've never seen limited these guys edition in my life. one. Um, I like these here apparently, and not. Over there. <laughs>
1: Not But there. it's like a
0: mini wheat, but instead of being frosted on top, it's got like a little bit of like gelled fruit inside.
1: Oh, oh, um, I'm seeing that. There, I, I, yeah, I'm, yeah, okay. That, yeah, does so sound if it good. was like
0: that, but like strawberry jelly inside of a peanut butter Captain Crunch, yeah. oh my God, I wouldn't eat anything else. I would die <laughs> I would very early. Yeah. Yeah, I would, yeah, no, I would just honestly. stop eating if they made that. <laughs> they look Go on very a hunger strike. <laughs> Yeah, I I'm a really big peanut butter and jelly lover, so I'm a fan of that ranking. Mm. Um, I'm going to actually stick on the peanut butter theme. Number 4, okay. peanut butter captain crunch.
1: I can get behind that. A
0: great cereal to eat in <laughs> to milk eat. or by the handful. Sweet and salty, but not too strong in the morning.
1: Hmm, yeah. What do you feel
0: about I'm, I'm I think you're probably a cereal uh sugar cereal hater like I am in the morning that like some of them yeah. are okay, but some like i I'm not eating you know Captain Crunch lucky I mean, charm no. marshmallows yeah. in the morning Jesus Christ, what are you doing <laughs> Jesus
1: Christ, yeah, no, I mean as an adult definitely not cannot do it would be sick the rest of the day um but I like. I have fond memories of a lot of sugary cereals as a child, but also like my mom was not very keen on buying them a lot of the time. So I I don't I really Captain Crunch was one that was like almost never in my house. But whenever I had it, it was like the best thing ever. Yeah, and plain Cap'n Crunch,
0: the only person in the house that regularly ate it was Chase. Um Aww. <laughs> Not my dad would dog. eat it, of course but then he mostly got it because it became one of Chase's favorites I think. Uh, but peanut butter captain crunch was a staple. Well, I loved yeah. it. My dad loved it. Chase loved it.
1: What I was going to say Chase, is I really Chase yes, my dog by the way. <laughs> I was going to say I really loved um every so often we would get Reese's puffs and I really liked those oh, and I Yeah,
0: I agree on that.
1: And so I feel like I, I I don't even know if I ever had like a bowl of of peanut butter captain crunch with milk, but I, I'm positive I would love it.
0: Oh yeah, it's yeah. Oops, all peanut butter from the Reese's yeah. puff yeah. box. Yeah, oh,
1: that sounds really good. Um,
0: all oh, right, shit. hit me I, with your number three cereal.
1: Oh, number three. I feel like I just had one in my head and it's gone, and it was like passable. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Um, life cereal. Oh. You don't like life cereal, do you?
0: (laughs) I'm just getting tired of life. (laughs) Too bad you have to keep going for long-term listeners. (laughs) 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 Long-term, this is a patio table communication (laughs) since we were children. (laughs) Life, give me the rundown. I don't think we ever really had life in my house. (laughs)
1: First of all, a comedy goldmine in conversation, um, but also.
0: Oh, life is just the part of Crispix that checks isn't?
1: Yeah, but it has like sugar inside. Which is it, it has inside
0: like, a, like you bite into that. And it's just like <laughs> granulated sugar.
1: Yeah, kind of. What That's like pretty much what it is, I think. Right. Like, I guess there's probably some sugar on the outside, too, but it's really on the inside. And they're like very flat. And the thing about them <laughs> flat is really a selling point. Like they are, I think they have like one of the most perfect crunches of a cereal.
0: All right, yeah, number three life very flat and one of the most perfect crunches. <laughs>
1: you kept it very flat. I really, I don't know why I said that. I don't think that is really what one of my. Like, I think
0: if you compared the description for number eight golden grams and number three life and said one of these was written by a human and the other by GPT two. <laughs> It's like 98% of people get this wrong. You just created the ultimate Turing test. Uh, yeah, no, I say Perfect Crunch is a good cereal quality. Um, very flat. <laughs> Not convinced, but yeah, no, I know what I'm going to have to go with with number one. It's always been my favorite cereal, so I'm going to stand by my After man. After all this time. <clears throat> um. Ooh, we're both gonna be unhappy with number two here.
1: Okay. Too bad you have to keep going. This is a very good old, old, old bit.
0: Good old bit. <laughs> that's G-O-B. like possibly the only like Matt's mom quote that I <laughs> known I have. to man. Yeah, the that's only all I have left sta- of her. The only written statement by Matt's mom. <laughs> it's like. Plato or Aristotle or something. <laughs> uh, number two, Lucky Charms. This cereal is delicious and it's very rich, so you can make it last a little longer. Um,
1: now, I want to say I, I don't disagree too much because I actually really, really like Lucky Charms, and you can imagine why. It's because I love those garbage marshmallows. But I, the way but its its selling points are a little odd. What did it it like lasts a long time?
0: <laughs> it's very rich so you can make it last a little longer. Uh, that's to me that's if like if you have that. a bowl of it like you can wait for lunch like an hour later.
1: <laughs> you can wait to eat it again for lunch a little bit longer.
0: Yeah, exactly. You can have it for every meal um but with a few hours in between.
1: Right. <laughs> right.
0: Number 1. Raisin Bran Crunch. Three fun textures, sweet oh. oat clusters, and raisin flavor, and your parents probably thought it was good for you.
1: I love it. I love it.
0: Yet, yeah, well, Growing up, uh, my mom would, when cereal reserves were low, uh, ask both my sister and I to pick one cereal <laughs> at grocery shop time. Um, you can imagine, you, Allison, not the listener so much, uh, can imagine the sorts of cereals Chief, my sister would pick. Yeah. These would be your cocoa pebbles, your fruity pebbles, <laughs> All plain <your> pebbles. pebbles.
1: <laughs> Just rocks in a bowl coated uh, in chocolate syrup.
0: Yeah. She was early on that, uh, what is it, gnome culture or whatever? Gremlin? Goblin, goblin. culture? <laughs> no. Yeah, she was a goblin from a young age. Yeah, that um, checks out. And I would occasionally take a peanut butter captain crunch or a. a Reese's puff or something like that. But most of the time, give me that raisin bran crunch. Even okay, to this day, yeah. I still eat basically just varieties of that as like my only cereal. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I can yeah, I can stand by it a lot. It's it's a very I, good one.
0: And I revealed I, I think I was pulling one over on my parents because they always thought, like, man, Justin is just the healthiest eater. That he wants guy. raisin bran crunch all the time. Yeah. And I blew my dad's mind. Uh At some point when I was in college, when I showed him that I think it was Lucky Charms, um, a bowl of Lucky Charms is like two-thirds the calories as a bowl of Raisin Bran Crunch. (laughs) Really? Raisins are basically straight-up candy. Like Ah. Worse for you than Lucky Charm marshmallows, worse for (laughs) you than like a lot of the other cereal flakes yeah. cuz at least those other things have something in them that isn't sugar. Right. Raisins are just dehydrated to just be sugar. It like that is sense. their existence. Uh yeah, Raisin Bran Crunch, amazing cereal. If you're sleeping on it, go get a box. This has been a paid ad for Raisin Bran Crunch. Okay. All right, that's the definitive cereal rankings? Definitive by law. I'd say so. I invite you to lead us in that was the breakfast round. Next up is lunch, S- oh. sandwich slash sub toppings. I'm thinking the things available to put on Ooh. top of the sandwich at somewhere like a subway. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, um, sandwich toppings also just uh, something where I'm gonna have bad opinions probably. So gonna-
0: I was expecting us to disagree more on cereals, but we it's were true, yeah. pretty much in lockstep there.
1: <laughs> yeah, number ten. Not necessarily have bad opinions, but have no opinions. Maybe <laughs> I'm gonna say cucumbers.
0: Okay. Um, Never in my life have I put a cu- Have I like really? asked for a cucumber on a sandwich? Oh, I, I have. don't mind it if it's there, but
1: I I like. I I can see they're a little bit of a hassle to have on a sandwich. Like If I ever go to a Subway, which I don't because it makes me panic, um, I... uh,
0: (laughs) Not the reason I expected, but also fine.
1: (laughs) I fucking hate places where I have to go down a line and tell them what I... Oh my God, I hate it so much. I will almost always uh, get cucumber on there because um, it's just like... To me, it's like something else green that you can have on a sandwich, but it, it's like a and it's a good crunch. And I'm not big on pickles, so it's like mm. a good way to get like a wet little crunch in there, but without the brine.
0: Are you? Is lettuce <laughs> not satisfying your needs, or you just don't <laughs> like lettuce? Or? I,
1: I do lettuce too. I you know this is why this is going to be so bad for me because my like sandwich needs are usually like a meat a cheese and then like as many green things as you can put on it just to make then it Then just make feel-
0: <laughs> it crunchy. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Just for posterity I said something else green and crunchy to go on a sandwich without the brine of a pickle.
0: Hmm. I have I have a lot of things that are crossed my mind here. I I go with a lot of different toppings on a sandwich. I like to innovate when it comes to sandwiches.
1: I do not, um,
0: not. I'll go with something I know that you hate. This is the sun-dried tomato. Ooh, yeah. Surprising sweetness and tartness and a texture you're not finding anywhere else. Now I'll say kind of candidly away from my description that a sun-dried tomato needs the right kind of sandwich. If there's a goat cheese on there, like that makes a lot of sense. If it's like a sandwich with like a thick piece of like roasted chicken, I think that's appropriate. Or like a sandwich with like deli ham, I think sun dried tomato would be real out of place. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I'm not too out on sun dried tomatoes in the right venue. I that's something like I could even handle them on a pizza,
0: but like I would yeah by themselves, I don't. What about on a pizza sandwich?
1: Um, that's an interesting question.
0: We'd have to consult the expert for that. Yeah, I wonder if GPT two's ever had a sandwich.
1: I wonder. Um, th- by this, uh, by its next entry, I'm not so sure. Um, number eight, GPT two selection was fresh mozzarella. Not a bad call, but its what description. I think that's a good option. Java, well, hold on. <laughs> its description: a slice of bread soaked in melted cheese. It'll change your mouth forever.
0: I still. I mean, look, that's not what a sandwich is. That's Almost like a maybe a flatbread or a bruschetta or something, (laughs) but I think it's on the right track.
1: I I mean, like I think it's a great shot. Like, yeah, that slice of fresh mozzarella, great addition. It'll change your mouth forever. Um.
0: (laughs) Now that actually sounds kind of harrowing. Like you're gonna gravely burn (laughs) your mouth on like (laughs) molten mozzarella. (laughs) Um, Died the way he lived.
1: Okay, uh number seven. Let's see. Um
0: You know, everyone always asks what that mouth do, but they never ask what that mouth feel.
1: What that mouth did. Um
0: that why mouth that mouth feel. do? How that, <laughs> mouth do? How, how that mouth do. How that mouth
1: do. Okay, um number seven. I'm tempted to go mayo here, because okay. I'm not um because I love, like, I, I not love, in fact, the opposite. Like, I like mayo on a sandwich, and I like most sandwiches. Bold,
0: that like <laughs> is the opposite of love. It's deep.
1: <laughs> I deep. Um, but I like too much or, like, the wrong amount of mayo can, like, really ruin a sandwich. For me, I think it's a very delicate uh, measure. Um, and, like so it's it's like it's good when doing the when it's doing its job right
0: but if can i tell you something about mayo i've uh, i like i always liked mayo <laughs> yeah and i thought i had the same opinion as you that like huh? i like it but don't do too much of it and like use it in the right ways yeah. um but then i came to ireland yes um mayo is so popular here it's a whole county um <laughs> That is both a joke, but also the truth. Mayo is incredibly popular here. I've had so many sandwiches that I would think either mayo doesn't belong on this or that is too much mayo. Guess what? Never ruin the sandwich. So. Um
1: Okay, that's actually not what I thought you were going to say. I know, I'm I'm sure that you have.
0: No, you thought I was going to say I'm sick of it.
1: Yeah, like I thought you were going to say it's ruined it for me. Okay, I
0: I think I was using mayo like too hesitantly. I think I thought mayo would be bad in too much quantity, but it's like it doesn't get better the more you put on, but like it doesn't really (laughs) get that much worse.
1: Okay, that's interesting. I mean, I will, you know, I will take your word for it, and maybe try it at some point. Oh no, I don't. I, I don't <laughs>
0: intentionally know. putting too much mayo just to <laughs> prove a point.
1: Yeah, I would. I would try it. I'm
0: not saying do that. I'm just saying don't fear the mayo. Okay. All right. There's two different ingredients that I'm. I I know I'm only going to be able to suggest three things on this list, so I'm trying to be sparing. Um picking my spots. But I think I know what I need to put on this. Okay. And that's pickles, cuz I know All you're right. not going to put them.
1: Nope, I'm not.
0: Um pickles are another green crunch, but a sour tartness that like a sun-dried tomato, you can't get that flavor profile anywhere else. I learned some parts of continental Europe rather than so what Ireland and UK would call a gherkin, so mm-hmm. you know, a pickled cucumber. They go with other pickled vegetables as sandwich staples. I think mm. uh the continent actually really likes a pickled beet as a sandwich oh, pickle. yeah,
1: I not I'm not saying I agree because I don't, oh, yeah, don't bad. know. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, bad. But I feel like I've heard that being a thing. Um
0: Um yeah, don't support yeah, that. I like a pickled cucumber.
1: I yeah, oh, I like I like pickles better by themselves than I like them on a sandwich. Like I would rather if I have to eat a pickle, I would rather just be alone with my thoughts.
0: <laughs> oh, Not- uh, strong disagree. So you'd rather have like the the whole like gherkin out of a barrel next to you. Yeah. Next to you. Yeah, sandwich. I am no.
1: I I'm more likely to enjoy I would maybe rarely eat it, but I would be more likely to enjoy it that way if I ate it.
0: If a sandwich was served to me with that like you know, quartered, yeah. like whole pickle on Deli the side. Pickle, yeah. I'd probably eat it and I'd think, yeah, not a big fan. But if you put just a few, like pickle chips on the burger mm. itself, oh, or on the sandwich itself, excellent. Mm. Big fan.
1: Yeah. All right. GPT 2's number five selection avocado. A very pleasant, sweet tart flavor with no bitterness at all. Now, Um, I think avocado is a very good selection, but I'm not sure GPT two has ever had one.
0: Yeah, it's not an accurate description. I mean (laughs) I would say no bitterness at all. I'd pretty much agree. Correct. But it's like creamy, right? It's not sweet.
1: Sweet or tart.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely not tart either. How can something be tart with no bitterness?
1: Um you know, if done well. Um Yeah. I yeah no avocado on a sandwich is is very good. I think avocado a great alternative for mayo if you spread it out.
0: Yeah, I I like an avocado a lot. I think avocados are one of those uh let's say fruits that I'm like in the in the wrong circumstance <laughs> slightly allergic to.
1: Oh, okay. Um, I feel like I It yes. doesn't
0: trigger me over here and I've read that oh the the profile of fruits that like trigger me is like this common pollen allergy, oh. um, so it stands to reason you know maybe over here they come from mm-hmm. a different country than the ones I would eat at home. Yes, then so the, the pollen avocados might be different. Of your youth, yeah. Yes, the avocados of my youth. <laughs> um, but yeah, when I'm having, if I have a sandwich with an avocado, I have like lingering dread that I'm going <laughs> to have a, an itchy throat, but I really enjoy the avocado.
1: Yeah, number four. Um, I I think that I know that this is something that we both agree on being good on a sandwich, but I I don't know if you'll think it's so high.
0: More mayo.
1: <laughs> spinach. Yeah. I yeah. love spinach as an alternative to lettuce because it just feels like because you know lettuce is just. It doesn't actually do anything for you. It's just some crunchy green stuff, whereas spinch, I think, has like some some genuine health benefits. It makes you at least feel like you're doing the healthy alternative to lettuce in a lot of cases. And it's like yeah. it's more comp it's more like it has a more complex flavor than lettuce.
0: I agree wholeheartedly. I think you can get your crunch from a lot of different elements, um, and you can switch out the iceberg, switch in some spinch. I'm sad that this has to be number three. This would be my number one ah. with a bullet. Oh. It doesn't belong oh, on no, every I have sandwich
1: to number one that's very bad
0: It doesn't belong on every sandwich and it's not available at every sandwich place uh but like a subway or like a good like deli sub shop sandwich mm-hmm. shop almost always has this option and on the right sandwich, it elevates it uh beyond what any other of these toppings can do, and that's the banana pepper. Okay. Banana peppers give um, spiciness, tartness, a little bit of sweetness, a nice crunch, um, a different crunch though, more of a pop, a burst of flavor. Um, It has a little bit of the pickled flavor and a little bit of, it's like if the pickle and the jalapeno had a baby that was You know, a reduced version of both. It's not as pickly and briny as a pickle. It's not as spicy as a jalapeno by any means. It's just an excellent addition to a lot of sandwiches.
1: I'm sure it's no surprise to you that this is something I actively remove from a sandwich if given to me on a sandwich. I Uh,
0: start mailing them to me. I (laughs) will.
1: (laughs) Um, I yeah. I'm not. First of all, not a fan of the pickled flavor on the sandwich and not a flavor. Not a flavor. Not and it's just not a flavor. I'll take that stance. Ooh, no, I'm not a fan of spicy on a sandwich, usually. Well, not that kind of spicy.
0: Yeah, I think the wrong sandwich, it it can really hurt it, but like, I don't know. Tons of sandwiches. I'll also take a pickled jalapeno, any kind of pickled pepper here, Peter Piper. Um <laughs> I think it just adds so much. It's so nice. It's not too spicy.
1: It said, it, "There's a. It's. It's a very. <laughs> okay. I. You know. What, I. I'm gonna leave it at this, and then we can discuss what it means. Um, GPT 2s number two selection for sandwich topping: sweet potatoes. And all it had to say about that: a savory twist on a simple classic.
0: Wow. Hold on. <laughs> I think he's on to something.
1: What is the simple classic?
0: Uh, potato chips.
1: Okay, okay. Okay. So, what is the what is the situation in which you're putting a sweet potato on this sa- like like a sweet potato? I I
0: mean, I have it in my head. So, okay. one one like chip shop staple here or like a grocery store deli counter staple. So, like the sandwich of choice in this country is the chicken fillet roll. Mhm. Um which you might be tempted to say, you mean chicken fillet? No, I mean, yeah, but like chicken fillet is just how, you know, look, let's not get into it. Um, but essentially, you can imagine it it's a, a breaded and fried fillet of chicken on like a, a hard, like baguette style roll. And a, a kind of classic way to get them at any place that would have a chicken fillet roll, you can also get just like a box of potato wedges or a box of mm-hmm. like uh, popcorn chicken. Like things like that, but you can definitely and if you're hungover, are it's almost a rite of passage to get wedges on your chicken fillet roll.
1: Okay, okay.
0: If you got a chicken fillet roll, Mm -hmm. if you got a breaded fried piece of chicken with like nice like wedges of like uh, roasted or fried sweet potatoes, that would be delicious.
1: I yeah, I can absolutely see that in that situation. Yeah, that's a great idea.
0: Yeah, give me the sweet potato wedges. I think GPT 2. This is. <laughs> give me the sweet boys.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: no, I think this is just what computational creativity can achieve. This is beyond the thinking of a normal human. Um, <laughs> a computer unlocked this for us.
1: Yeah, it's true. Um, okay, I am very stressed about having to pick number one here. Um, and.
0: I'm trying to imagine ordering a sandwich, and like the only things I normally would get on a sandwich that haven't come up are like right. lettuce and tomato. I know, but they like don't belong at number. That's
1: one. like I really don't like the only other thing that I would say is lettuce, but I just like I can't.
0: How do you feel? Do you do you do like Italian subs? Um, when you're in when you're in the motherland,
1: I you know. Not usually, honestly. Okay.
0: I was going to say, do you do like an oil and vinegar on a sandwich? I was
1: thinking about saying oil oil and vinegar because I do, I do like that a lot, and I might just have to go with it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think the number one post, like for the purposes of these lists, it's always for the author to kind of soapbox about something they know other people don't like as much as they do.
1: True. Yeah. I don't even, yeah. I uh, just, uh, An Italian staple for your classic sub shop, Italian sub, intamulan,
0: oil and (laughs) vinegar.
1: Okay, Yeah, that's. I feel like
0: that also, like oregano, is like factored in there. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm imagining. Like it's like, and which is something that I would often like if I'm like ordering a sandwich on some kind of like online. Sandwich ordering thing and oregano's on there. I'm like, yeah, of course, that's yeah, I have to.
0: No, I'm the opposite. That if I if I'm there to watch you making my sandwich, I will ask for oregano so I can tell you when to stop. But (laughs) if I'm not there, you're not gonna stop. I've had (laughs) far too many sandwiches that are more oregano than sandwich.
1: (laughs) Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, that's the that's the best sandwich toppings. The top ten. Um, What do we got for our final list?
0: It's GPT-2's turn. Um, We went with breakfast, we went with lunch. I thought about dinner, dessert, but this is a listicle I really wanted to make, and I think it's something GPT-2 will be fun in helping us make.
1: I know where you're going with this.
0: Top 10 summer drinks.
1: Yeah. okay.
0: What are you drinking on the back porch or at the barbecue this summer? This includes uh, if you're going to name a beer, name a specific beer. If you're going to name a wine, Mm -hmm. name like Mm -hmm. a a style, I guess. Easy. Um, If you're going to name a cocktail, name the cocktail. Uh, Yeah, I'll start us off at number 10.
1: And so for this one, we're going to name the thing and then let GP2 describe them for all 10. Is that what you want to do?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to name it and it will write the little blurb. Yeah. All right, number 10. Corona with a lime. Okay. This is a great summer cocktail, and it's perfect for parties and summertime fun.
1: Very rich to call that a cocktail, but I will take <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> I recently learned, you might know this as someone who I would say might be more cultured. I um, you are going to say as someone you know who the drinks a you a cocktail and a mixed drink?
1: I do not.
0: A mixed drink is like rum and coke when you have like a, okay. a single alcohol and a mixer. A cocktail is when you're combining multiple alcohols. <gasps>
1: wow. Okay.
0: So, a Corona and a lime, perhaps a mixed drink, <laughs> certainly not a cocktail.
1: Okay, that's a very good fact. Um <laughs> Corona and lime as a cocktail. Um yeah, no, I think that's yeah, that's a great shout for like that's something that I have not had yet this summer, but Gotta love it. Just a
0: same. I don't even like it that much, but I feel like it's just like it's, I feel like it's I essential. Do.
1: Yeah, like I I un- 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 unabashedly enjoy it every time.
0: Unironically.
1: <laughs> un- well, I think there to me there's just always something about like shoving a piece of produce in your drink that escalates it all <laughs> <lot> to me. <laughs> Throw some spinch in that gin.
0: Gin and spinch. <laughs>
1: I am almost certain I would love that. That's like the Alison Broughan cocktail. (laughs) (laughs) This is what, like, I think this game has taught me that it's not just these aren't things that I have bad opinions about. I
0: have bad opinions all around. (laughs) Spin on gin and spinach.
1: (laughs) Um, Okay. Um, All right.
0: Give me your number nine summertime drink.
1: (gasps) Number nine. Um. You know what? I, I think I think I'm going to I'm going to stick a wine in here because I feel like wine regardless of how cold and light it is still is like a a a heavier thing to drink in the summer. Um and so I'm going to say um I think that m- my go-to like summer like if somebody asks me what kind of box of wine we want to get to take tubing on the river, my yeah, selection which is- Which
0: you're frequently asked Fre- in a very specific is- situation.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> is, my go-to is Sauve Blanc because it is, it's tart and light- um, I I you know, I'm speaking specifically out of like the three options at Trader Joe's are Pinot Grigio, Chardonnay, and Sauve Blanc. Pinot Grigio is probably a good option too, but to me it's a little too it's not sweet, but like it has more of a sweetness to it, whereas Sauve Blanc is tart and Chardonnay. Just get, get those oak barrels out of here. This is summertime.
0: <laughs> Alright, uh let's see. <laughs> this reads like a real wine description to me. Oh. Number nine. Savignon Blanc. This drink combines the tartness of a Savignon Blanc <laughs> and the softness of a Savignon Blanc.
1: <laughs> I mean, sure.
0: Yeah, it's I I I'm fine with tartness and softness going for like almost any wine description, <laughs> and it just named the exact thing it is twice. Ingenious.
1: That's funny. All
0: right. Uh GPT 2's up next. Well, I actually think this is a perfectly fine uh answer. Okay. I don't like this drink, but it's a it's it belongs on the list, I guess. Okay. Number eight, mojito.
1: Okay. This yeah. drink
0: is a drink that many people love mm-hmm. and it has become an essential for summer bar time drinks.
1: Yeah. That is very correct.
0: <laughs> yeah. Good
1: job, buddy.
0: GPT2. Uh- <laughs>
1: I <laughs> I can agree with you that I am never a big fan of a mojito. To me, they always just taste like just lemonade, um, which I am not a fan of drinking drinks that taste like a juice.
0: Yeah, I am out on mojitos for the other reason. Oh? I don't like mint at oh, all. Oh, weird. Almost nothing with mint flavor oh, do I like see. because it's just so strongly associated with toothpaste for me.
1: Interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with this description. I said number seven, an Aperol Spritz. Oh. <laughs> this drink is perfect for a hot summer day with a refreshing kick. Yeah. Um, Aperol Spritzes, I never really encountered much in America.
1: Yeah, but I've never had one.
0: They're big in Europe. Um, Aperol is like a sweet, citrusy liqueur. Um, you just put a bunch of that, some. Prosecco or other sparkling wine, and some seltzer water on ice. You get a a sweet, bubbly, citrusy, uh, but like slightly tart. Like it's not like a, it's not like a daiquiri or something where it's just pure sugar. Yeah, it's just a a sweet, tart, citrusy summer drink. Lovely. Sounds lovely. All right, hit us with your number six option.
1: So I am. I'm struggling to think of a cocktail that I like that is summary. Um, which is leading me to want to say another wine. <laughs> um,
0: what beers and seltzers still exist. I know ciders.
1: I am not a cider guy. Um I'm I'm hanging on to seltzer because I think it deserves to be higher on the list. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and, yeah, and I also um what number is Gin and Spinch? Gin, gin and number spinch. six. Number six. Okay, I just wanted to get a sense of where I am. Um,
0: Genus.
1: Honestly, I am actually gonna say I'm just gonna say a good old gin and tonic. That is a cool and refreshing drink. Stick a lime in it. Stick a lemon twist in it. Whatever you want to do, you can. And and it is. I just I just really love clear drinks.
0: Yeah, I I actually am all in on a gin and tonic with you. I think yeah. not just for summer. I think like always, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's it, it seems that like if someone said like gin and tonic is my winter drink, wouldn't bat an eye. Makes yeah. perfect sense to me for some reason. Gin and tonic my summer drink, yeah, of course. Yeah. It's it's frosty, refreshing, icy.
1: Yeah, and if you're you know, if if I feel like even a little bit more summery would be like a like this isn't as much of a thing here, but like a canned G and T is like uh, hanging out in the backyard at a barbecue makes it just a little bit more summery.
0: Oh yeah, there you can definitely get plenty of the canned G and Ts here.
1: Okay, what has GPT two got to say about
0: it? Well, it uh, it basically said what the two of us said. Yeah. Uh, the perfect cocktail for any occasion. This cocktail features two different kinds of spirits. Oh, uh, oh. not true. <laughs> Tonic, not a spirit. And the addition of a fresh lime wedge for a refreshing drink.
1: When GPT two gets so smart.
0: GPT two is secretly perfect at alcohol. Yeah. Apparently,
1: maybe that's why he's always a little bit off for everything else. Mm,
0: that explains a lot.
1: I'm so tempted to develop like an actually good gin and spinch. I feel like
0: I don't think it would be hard. There's plenty of like gin and cucumber. Right, but like
1: cucumber is so just like water kind of, where spinch has like there's there's a flavor in there that you would have to like balance with something else.
0: I don't think it would be that hard. I think like a I think like a spicy enough tonic Mm. like I, I think it would be perfectly easy. Uh number 5, old fashioned. Okay. This drink is great for a day when you just want to relax and or if you're heading off to a party and want to start things off on the right foot.
1: <laughs> okay. Um a little heavy for hot weather. Yeah.
0: This I <laughs> I see where it's coming from where when you just want to relax. This drink makes me think of like a dad sitting in, a in like a leather chair. Yeah, but like <laughs>
1: when you want to start things off right <laughs> uh okay
0: when you're heading to a party yeah. so pregame by drinking an old fashioned in your right. sitting room right yeah, drive to the party that is
1: something someone does, I'm sure there is a type of person who does that
0: yeah i I think I might end up being that kind of person okay. one day um i I love a whiskey cocktail, so.
1: I'm not a big whiskey. An old fan. fashioned,
0: maybe not in the summer. Yeah. But maybe. I don't know. Whatever. Who's up next? Me? Yup. Yes. Okay, well. Uh this is one I got into last summer. Okay. This is a shandy.
1: Oh, okay. Um
0: uh, getting like a, a lager. Uh generally I say the more, you know, terrible tasting cheap lager, the better. Uh and topping it off with like some seven up or lemonade.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Jenny, this is
0: a very old drink and should only be ordered after you've seen the summer wine tasting at the hotel. (laughs) Uh, Summer wine tasting capitalized.
1: Oh, okay, right. I mean, that, yeah, it's the kind of thing, you know, you're at a resort and you, you know, one of the things. That the resort is doing is the summer wine tasting and, and you're like, Oh yeah, th- it sounds nice in theory, but then you like you get to the door, you see like this room of like stuffy old people in their nice clothes. Drinking and,
0: old fashioned Yeah,
1: and like you're like, N-sh-sh. No, that was not actually gonna be as fun as I thought, and you head to the hotel bar and get a shandy.
0: Yeah, it's a very old drink. <laughs> it is That's a an very ancient, old yeah. an ancient tradition to drink.
1: Invented on the pirate ship.
0: Yes. The summer wine tasting at the (laughs) hotel. You can only order a Shandy on vacation, too. (laughs)
1: Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. What do you got at number three?
1: At number three, I have got the, you know, for me, this has been the summer of the hard seltzer, and I'm going to go ahead and name a a definitive best hard seltzer, and that is the mango
0: white claw. I love the choice. It's um it's
1: you know I my friends and I did a comprehensive hard seltzer tasting and in our home this is a this was a <laughs> this was a self-guided experience. Um and this, is, this doesn't really speak to my point because the mango uh, White Claw was actually not on the tasting, but we tasted a lot of other hard seltzers and a lot of other mango flavored ones. And just by and large, we like the, the mango White Claw is just always pleasant, always a good time. It's a very good mango flavor. And it's just, it's, it's a great sitting out in your yard, reading a book drink.
0: Yeah, I'm all in on a white claw in general mm-hmm. as like versatile. You can drink it if it's like, you know, just a couple people sitting around, you can drink it if it's a big old party yeah. and you got a bunch of them in the cooler.
1: Absolutely. 1000%. Uh, yep, they're going to be a staple in my life for summers to come, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, I think they're I think you're onto it that they're going to be a staple. Like I don't think this is a fad that's going they're away. They're not
1: going away no matter how hard you try. Hey, it's me, Jack. I love a White Claw. Oh, no. didn't mean to slip into Jack there.
0: All right, Mango White Claw. The combination of mango and white chai <gasps> is something that can't be found on supermarket shelves these You'd days. You'd be right about that. This drink can still make a great summer cocktail.
1: Oh, okay. Um, um, white chai. White chai. <laughs> um, that's interesting. Not quite how I would describe a heart seltzer, but.
0: Would you try a mango white chai seltzer?
1: You know, um, s- yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, same here. Oh, I thought this was going one direction, and it ended up being good. Um, and Why am I even surprised that GPT 2 is just nailing this <laughs> list? Wow, awesome! I think it uh, it calls you out; it oh heads God. you off at the pass. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, number two, and it, I'll read it in the way that it generated for okay. me, so you'll see where I was going from. Number two: pine, apple, <laughs> vodka, pineapple vodka. <laughs> I thought pine, like pine nuts yeah, or something, were going to be in there, but no. Pine pineapple needles. juice and vodka. I love pineapple and vodka. Of course you do. Uh, This drink should only be ordered by those who are willing to get adventurous with their spirits and have a little more spice in their life. Fuck off. (laughs) That was definitely you being called out.
1: Entirely. Um, And you know, Um, it's fair. Do you do
0: any kind of like juice and spirit as a a mixed drink? I
1: really don't. I can't even get behind a cranberry.
0: Oh my God. God. I
1: just hate juice. I hate it so much. I hate it.
0: <laughs> I understand that you also know what juices are, but I was going to start naming some. Like, <laughs> what about orange juice?
1: Oh, bad, so bad. The worst even, maybe.
0: Uh, apple juice is the worst juice. Apple juice is the worst juice, and also
1: it would absolutely never put liquor in it. it has like you? Can't, it's illegal, I think.
0: No, nah, you could make like an apple juice and brandy and make it hot.
1: Okay, fine. Whatever.
0: Um, I knew this was going to be my number one. I'm wondering what exactly GPT-2 will say about it. <laughs> wow, this description is unbelievable so far. Um, my number one summer drink. I think you'll like this one actually. Sangria. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great I- shout. Yeah.
0: I think sangria is so this is me, not gpt two. I think it's like the ultimate crowd pleaser because it gets people yeah. like me who want something sweet. It gets people like you who don't want something too sweet and might prefer <laughs> wine. Um, yeah, I mean, there's do, often
1: juice and sangria, and it doesn't bother me.
0: Yeah, you can bad. do a lot of different kind of variations. You can, you know, do it with red wine and berries and citrus. You can do white wine and like, yeah, pine, pineapple. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you can. You can really customize a sangria in any direction. Mm-hmm. Excellent drink. Definitely. GBD2 says, number <laughs> one, sangria. This drink will leave a lasting impression on any young, vibrant woman, and it <laughs> will make you feel like you have stepped into the warm air of an ancient Mediterranean village. <laughs> As a young <laughs> vibrant woman does this leave a lasting impression and leave you feeling like you stepped into the warm air of an ancient Mediterranean village
1: It's got something to it like yes <laughs> a little bit <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah GBD2 artful um <laughs>
1: Like I can yeah, it's like that's the kind of you know, that's what you that's what you want to imagine, you know, when you're just like That you're a young
0: vibrant woman.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But like that you've been like whisked away to like a a a Greek isle, like Yeah,
0: the Amalfi coast. I don't know what Amalfi even is.
1: Yeah. For yeah, for me it really I mean It's very easy to accomplish that kind of vibe just by like cosplaying Mama Mia, but um,
0: but with Mm -hmm. yeah,
1: add a glass of sangria. sangria.
0: I'll do the same for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Add them together. Oh my god!
0: Somebody come get her. She's dancing like a streeper. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I think this very easily was the best list that we made. Yeah, it was the one where we did the least work. (laughs)
1: Like he only like GPT two only slipped up a couple of times. Like really, really on on point.
0: Yeah, and then really at the end, winning it with uh, yes. the sangria description.
1: Yes, uh, so good, very good. Um, um,
0: yeah. So if you're looking for something to eat for breakfast, something to put on your sandwich, or something to drink this summer, this is the first ever GP th- Thrillist. GPT. Yes. Keep going. You're,
1: you're doing great.
0: Keep going. Mystical. Uh-huh. Buzz you're, feeding uh-huh.
1: You're gonna you're still going, yeah. Okay.
0: Buzz feeding data to uh-huh. a language model.
1: Okay, all right. Um Do you wanna try yes. any more? Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. In when all else fails, end with yes. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, so if you have any opinions on um, these rankings or anything that you feel like, any snubs, anything you would want to add, um, you can contact us, and that um, can be done a couple of ways. One is by email, and that's robotsetbackcamp.org, and we're also on Twitter, at robottypewriter. and we also have a theme song in its video challenge by Anna Monaguchi.
0: and... I'm working on a... One more line for the Sangria description is All right, Sangria, this drink will leave a lasting impression on any young, vibrant woman and will make you feel like you have stepped into the warm air of an ancient Mediterranean village. All you need is a drink of your choice and a warm (laughs) smile on your face. Enjoy!
1: Oh, I will! I mean, that even like, I, I feel like, you know, by saying a drink of your choice, that just, you know, speaks to the versatility of the Sangria.
0: Yes, yeah, some sangrias are a gin and tonic with some spinach in them.
1: Sometimes a sangria is a gin and a spinach and some ice. Exactly.